0: Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world.
1: Plus, we'll answer our listener question at
0: the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Okay, so we are... Very excited because we have a duo here today. We've got Rachel Barrett and Holly Audrey Williams. Rachel is the editor-in-chief of Country Living Magazine. And Holly Williams is a acclaimed singer-songwriter, serial house renovator, and contributing writer to Country Living. And in the November issue of Country Living Rachel, you and Holly together renovated your country house and you used some Ballard stuff, which is how we kind of came upon the story. But we also just really wanted to learn about how you you did this in a very tight timeline. And the thing I loved about the project and, and the, the spread in the magazine is it looks like a fully completed, every little detail is there. And I mean, it looks like you've been in the house for... A long time. So that to me was sort of a a challenge to get it to where it looks maybe years old and lived in, but yet came together so quickly.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Holly knows the backstory, but I ran across this listing on one of those sort of like cheap old houses, Instagram feeds. And, you know, I had no business sort of buying a house four hours away from my home in the Delta, but like something about it just spoke to me and I texted Holly right away. And I was like, do you want to go in on this with me? Cause I know she can't resist a great old house with good bones. And so the timeline was pretty tight because, you know, at the magazine we knew we wanted to feature it in the November issue. Um, Cause it just, it's on a 10 acre pecan grove. So there's just such a nice story there with seasonality. You know, in terms of the turnaround time, I'd say one, it's always helpful to sort of have a collaborator that can complicate things in some ways, but Holly and I shared such a vision that it was nice to just be able to bounce ideas off of each other because I think sometimes you can deliberate all day about a paint color or an item, but if you have someone to bounce that off with quickly, especially someone who's a mom of, you know, four kids now, like there's no, they're quick, they're quick to give you an answer (laughs) because they have to. But I think the other thing that was kind of funny about this house feeling fully lived in and outfitted is, you know, I don't know that this is great advice, but I, I was so ready to sort of scratch this, like, hunting lodge vibe the itch i guess you could say that like i was buying like you know eight piece collections of pheasant glassware before we even had a sofa or you know like cool silhouettes of like i love you know a southern gentleman like before we had kind of the bones and so you know my basement and like every corner of kind of my house in birmingham had all this like kind of you know fun stuff that i'd like fun accessories and the small stuff so once we actually did finally land on the big pieces. It was pretty easy to pepper in all the stuff that kind of yeah, helps it feel truly collected and lived in.
0: Yeah. I think that's the thing that was surprising to me, that cohesive vision right from the start and then being able to execute that in such a quick time. Like it's wait, yeah. so, so maybe tell us a little bit more about that. Like, where do you think that hunting lodge itch <laughs> that you needed to scratch came from?
2: Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's funny. Cause like I mean, I grew up in West Tennessee. I'm not from a hunting family. I, you know, I say we hunt for antiques and that's pretty much it. But I mean, I love. I gr- I did grow up north of Memphis. So it's kind of the Delta region. And I do love sort of that masculine side of home decor too. And like my house in Birmingham is totally not that look. And so, I mean, in the same way, I feel like I have a lake house that lives inside me in and in a mountain cabin that lives inside me. I think, you know, it's just fun to sort of scratch those different itches. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think, you know, the, the benefit and the downside of being the editor of country living is I'm always seeing so many people's projects that inspire me and they are usually country homes, whether it's a hunting lodge or a mountain cabin or a lake house. And so, you know, I I have my little stockpile of inspiration and things in my head that I just almost can't like resist doing. And so the hunting lodge happened to just be the like first listing I'd seen that I pounced on, but there's still the lake house in me too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right well then in a couple years we'll expect to see that on uh, all the (laughs) issue. yeah
2: and holly i mean i guess holly you could probably chime in too on that sort of hunting lodge aesthetic that was sort of fun to run with i mean there's still a little bit of southern lady in there too (laughs) <laughs>
3: totally. Well, when you first sent it to me, well, Rachel and I have a, a long history of of getting to work on these things together, and she was sweet enough to come on with me with my, kind of my first renovation project. It was a farmhouse I bought in 2015 for a hundred thousand dollars on Craigslist, and someone had told me to look at real estate on Craigslist, and I'm like, y'all've lost it, and I'll, I'll never forget it because I had it was my first. Christmas with my first baby. So four month old. And it was like two o'clock Christmas afternoon when like the rare, I mean, that was when I had one kid. Now I have four, but she went to nap, which means I got to get on the computer. Not, not like that these days. So I, I Google old white farmhouse, Tennessee. And I mean, I hit the jackpot. It was the second listing. It's like 1860s farmhouse, eight acres, creek, went out there, fell in love with it, emailed Rachel, Country Living, did that renovation with me. So we got to work together back then and have have worked on different projects. So I've always loved... She just has such an incredible eye, as anyone knows who, who follows the magazine, and is so freakishly talented to the point where I'm like, can you quit your magazine job and open a design firm so <laughs> we can do everything? <laughs> so anyway, I um, have loved her aesthetic for so long, and and she reached out to me about this house. My mom's side of the family is from the Delta, a place called Marouge, Louisiana. And I had not, I mean, I'd seen a house, houses similar in magazines, but to find a hunting lodge that had such a grand Southern elegance. It's not gaudy, but it's not a hunting lodge. It is elegant. It is like F. Scott Fitzgerald, 1930s, just gracious and beautiful. Those original pine walls and, oh my goodness, the doors and and Cremon bolts. I mean, so many lovely details that I just totally flipped out over. And then the adorable sign that that people will see in the magazine if they read it. So she reached Mm -hmm. out. And I'm like, "Oh, what's another line of credit? Let's get involved in another- <laughs> <laughs> so we um we took this on, and you know, I said yes, um, and she now knows I, I I probably took on a little too much because poor thing she she really did the whole thing. I mean, I would like text back like, yes, that color <laughs> pink. I love this ballard item, but I got a little sidetracked and a little busy. I had too many projects going, and, and she didn't see. <laughs> Exactly, and and the fourth baby, and she ran with it, and it was really such a fun thing. Like she said, of of buying so many things before the couch even arrived, but to get to work on a house that was just so different, you know, when you think of hunting lodge, I mean, I do come from a family of hunters that is live, die, breathe. I mean, my dad, even to Hank Williams, my grandfather senior, had his wife not pushed him into music, he would have never been a musician. He would have just been a, a he would have just hunted and worked at a shoe store. I mean, that's, they love hunting. So I've been to many hunting lodges in my life and they're all hunting lodges. And this was like this beautiful Southern, you know, like I said, so it was a really amazing creative project. And when she first showed me the bones, I was like, okay, I've got to have some involvement in this. And just like the way that Rachel likes to design, you know, it's so great to go hunting for antiques and to find all those items. But then where you guys come along, Ballard is, is literally always my go-to for all the items when you need the fill-ins and you need great nightstands and amazing lamps and these great sisal and jute rugs that you guys make. But it looks so good with worn out antiques and it looks so good with worn out leathers. Anyway, that's a little bit of the story, but we'd we love to bring all that in.
2: I think in terms of vision too, like we had this great old oil portrait in the dining room of a guy with like this mustache, I think. And, and then we had this great oil portrait of this old, you know, in my head, Southern lady, I found her at a Southern antique shop. So I see her name's Eleanor in my mind. And so like (laughs) almost thought of them as sort of the host and hostess of this like property. And so like channeling, you know, what would Charlie and Eleanor do? (laughs) is is another is another way to sort of guide your aesthetic (laughs) spirit
0: exactly (laughs) i love that that well that okay that kind of leads me to my next question and taryn and liz y'all gotta jump in Mm because otherwise i
1: I just wanted to let holly and rachel talk (laughs) but yes keep going with the questions
0: well no i was gonna say because i think that cohesive vision is what's so hard especially if you a have a project with a tight timeline, but, but B are just starting over in a new space that you have to get everything soup to nuts for. Mm -hmm. But, um, and so I was curious, and maybe that's kind of one of your answers, but like having shortcuts or tricks to creating that vision and sort of going at an accelerated rate, maybe the art, I guess is kind of, does it work to this art?
2: I think that like, you know, we also picked paints early on and, um, took loose inspiration from the region and from the home's history. And so like, you know, I feel like when you think of the Mississippi Delta, you think of sort of, you know... I mean, mud, like warm browns and the everybody, everybody, as soon as we purchased property there talked about the Delta sunsets, like, oh, you have to see a Delta sunset. So these like really beautiful, soft pinks, Mm. beautiful Mm -hmm. blues, which, you know, there's the beautiful like Delta sky, like the landscape is so open because it's just open farmland for miles and miles. So you really like can take such inspiration from the region. And then even the property, when you look out the windows, it's just like, again, the 10 acres of pecan trees and then the farmland behind it. And so really just like not fighting too much with the landscape so that when you look out the window, like that's sort of part of the design. And so even the kitchen, we have these cafe curtains on a Ballard um, rod. And, you know, when you look out, it's kind of this sea of green, like kind of pretty greens and blues. And when you look out the window, it doesn't fight with the nature outside. It kind of really feels like an extension of that. And so that kind of gave us a good starting point in terms of a color palette. And then things could jump off from there. And then other advantage to this house is like the bones really were in place. I mean, you know, right. not that there weren't like kinks to work through, but we weren't really changing the footprint of things. It was right. mostly the fun decorating stuff. And so that does allow you just a little bit more time in a project like this.
3: Exactly. And I was going to say that, I mean, the the bones on this and with so many old houses were, were so incredible. Y'all seen the image of the living room. And just those beautiful dark walls and those stunning French doors all along the side. So we were just so lucky to find something. Yeah. We had to do some like plumbing updates and that boring stuff, but there were, there were no walls ripped out. Um, You know, I was even thinking of like the color intimate white by Sherwin Williams, which has always been a favorite. It's just a hint of blush, a little more than a, a traditional white. I've used it on a lot of projects, but using it, in that project with all the light coming in the pecan trees and we had some great nightstands from Ballard in that room i think um it just everything bounced off so differently because the light outside the house the walls inside the house so we really got to start with such a lovely palette to find the great antique items find the oil portraits of you know eleanor and everyone looking over the house <laughs> and then fill in where needed so we really got lucky without having to totally reimagine a, you know a footprint mm-hmm.
2: And that, I mean, that was fun too. Like, I, I loved the idea of the sort of, I mean, it's, it's just a hint of pink, like Holly said, but like the surprise element too. Cause like, yeah, I mean, you hear like Hunting Lodge and like, this is the, like, this is really like. And it's like the after it's more about the after party and the entertaining you're doing on the 10 acres at the end of the day. And so this is a little bit like, no, 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 you're not getting away with your guys. This is this is like the weekend of entertaining. And it's, you know, everybody, everybody's involved. And there is that sort of feminine element that is mixed into sort of the more masculine, moody moments, too.
4: The paint colors are so phenomenal throughout the whole space Mm -hmm. and i love 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 what you did with the mudroom and how you left the walls kind of white but then you trimmed everything in the tricorn black Mm -hmm. and even went to the ceiling on that
2: yeah and i have to i mean that, that was sort of one of those moves where like i'd seen some inspiration i love that but then i think holly was sort of like oh yeah I love some trackhorn black. Let's do it on the ceiling. Let's do it on the trim. And sort of just that quick, like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I could be in my head about this for three weeks, but like, just having that quick phone call. And, you know, I, lo- I love how that turned out too. And I've always,
3: the first black ceiling I did was a, k- a kitchen of ours years and years ago. I had no idea what I was doing. It was my first kitchen renovation. And I just told my builder to go get the cheapest grade pine, which has a lot more of the, the natural indentations and everything. And found that color tricorn black and slathered it. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you know, was this planned out? And for me, at least, when I'm working with color, which I love to do, my quick decisions are the best ones. And my long decisions are the disasters. Mm -hmm. And probably I could name (laughs) 10 times where I've been like, oh, yeah, let's just try it, like moving on. And it's amazing. And then when I spend weeks trying to find the perfect green, it's disaster. And we have to redo it. So I always am am so much about, like, if you do a black ceiling or if you have just one bold color moment in a house, like, it's so much more interesting and it lays so much more beautifully next to, like, the brass and glass lamps that I use from you guys all the time. I have, like, literally six in my garage. I just put them at different projects. And um, these (laughs) lovely, it's called the the Keenan. But anyway, you know, these these neutral moments that but then like the color in the background is is just so beautiful so it was it was that was what was fun about working with Rachel we're both very busy moms and working and we just didn't have time to debate it a lot so it's like let's just go for it see what happens the house was cheap enough on the beginning and then like filling in with such beautiful fabrics you know she used a great um Schumacher in there this lovely kind of hunting fall fabric and um you know, hung up the hunting boots and it was ready to go.
0: Well, while we're on the topic of paint, um, you know, you kind of said, you said you, you picked the paint colors early. And I was curious because I feel like a lot of times when we're talking with designers, they say they like to pick the paint last, kind of after they've picked all the other stuff. So I was curious where in the sort of decision-making process do you pick your paint colors? I, I,
2: Holly, you may want to go first because I feel like, You've picked, you've probably picked more paint colors in your day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say this, you know, Rachel and I both, obviously we're not, you know, we're not professional interior designers where there's a website and someone can call us. And, and I think both of us work very DIY. I, I go to an antique mall usually to find my great pine pieces. I find a couch. My, my friends who are actually do this for a living and for real, it's, it's awesome. I'm like, I wish I could work like that. They, they <laughs> plan the furniture perfectly. They measure it out then they pick the paint. And I love that process and think it it probably works better than my crazy process. But ours is very DIY because my projects have been for, for me, they've been like old house flips. I've done a couple for clients, but they were best friends. So they trusted me. So I could be kind of loosey goosey with the paint colors. But um, I actually like to start with, with color. And I think that's probably also because I'm using so many antiques and I'll find a couch in an antique mall and get it recovered. So I'm not having to source furniture that's six months to a year out that I really have to plan for that far in advance. So um, pink ground from Pharaoh and ball, which I use a lot and Sherwin can match that up perfectly is one I love to start with in the dark greens. There's one called Moss point from Sherwin that I love to start with. Uh, Tricorn black is my favorite black and Um, Van Cortland blue from Ben Benjamin Moore is my favorite blue. And I kind of have my things that I just worship. And I just think if you start with a great color, you can do anything. You can get the neutrals from, from companies like you guys from Ballard and you can go to any antique mall and make it look great. So I, I love starting with color and, and filling in. And then like she said, going and getting eight hunting glasses or things that work in the room and just putting it together. It's a much more stressful way to do it. Cause you never know the outcome, but it feels so good when you like finally start inching towards like, Oh wait, this is actually, I think this may work out. You know,
2: I think too, there's confidence on that DIY note. Like for me, like I can't reupholster a piece of furniture, you know, to save my life, but I can repaint a room if it's not right. So there's kind of a piece in knowing like, okay you know, I'm, this color may end up being wrong, but like I can get in there with a paintbrush and like fix it if I need to. And so I think there there yeah. is sort of a freedom in that, that like, you know, if something else turns out wrong, it's harder to rectify. But I think like, it, I think it makes it easier to sort of just like embrace the paint. The other funny thing about the house actually is embracing sort of happy accidents and being able to roll with things. Like we had these beautiful vintage twin beds that were originally sort of, in the vision gonna go in the room that was painted pink, like the intimate white. Cause I was like, ooh, the warm brown with the pink wall and like this sort of tartan blanket will be really nice. But then the movers put them in the room with the green wall and then I saw them against the green wall and I'm like, ooh, this wood looks really pretty against that. So we we put the brass bed instead of the green room and the pink room. So like, that was so not planned. I'd love to like take credit for that vision from the beginning. But I, th- I think sometimes like being able to roll with, you know, I mean, sometimes sort of the accidents could lead to sort of the fun surprises
4: too.
3: Totally. And no I love that
2: about getting to
3: repaint because, you know, custom ordering couches and furniture and drapery, I mean, you're, you're stuck with it. But I have made so many paint decisions in my day and any painter that works with me, it's like a running joke of like, how much are you going to spend repainting <laughs> before we get to the right shade? But now I've done it enough where I have my tried and trues. But I think I always encourage people to just, go for it and experiment with color and mix it up.
1: Mm-hmm. On that happy bed accident. So I'm assuming because the bedding is fantastic that you hadn't fully purchased the pillows for like the green biscuit home floral and the check. No, we, you know, we had, we had that, but I think that was going to go, oh. on the, it was going to, it was going to go on
2: the brass bed. Ah. It, so mm-hmm. we had, cause I knew we had the green. So, I mean, fortunately I think too, you know, we had enough in the house that was mixed and matchable. Like we did, we definitely had perfect. a few more like kind of wool tartan blankets, you know, and we brought in some extra styling elements for the shoot too. And then like the things that ended up being perfect, you're like, okay, we're going to hang on to that. Okay, let's buy it. But so there was some mixing and matching we could do kind of, but we, you know, for most of the beds, we kind of had like a beautiful sort of just neutral linen base and then assorted pillows. And so some of them could kind of like rotate among the rooms which I always love when pieces can sort of live in different spaces. If you get bored of kind of the combo here, you can sort of mix things up in another room. It's like all of us as children. I'm sure we like rearranged our rooms a million times if we're in these fields. But yeah, so stuff did work together, but that's a good question.
4: I think that also helps with like the feeling that the whole house has and it feels so lived in because you can mix and match anything from any room. Mm -hmm. Right. It looks really great.
0: Yeah. And having that 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 one sort of touchstone item and you're in the beginning like your your two portraits Mm
1: -hmm. it's like
0: okay if it looks good with that then it's gonna it's Mm -hmm. sort of like your thread and so then yeah like you said you can mix it all around Mm -hmm. such a and i feel like it's that's something people don't do for their own homes but it's such a good way to weed out stuff especially like if you're if you're one of those like impulse shoppers where you're like oh i love this i'm gonna buy it but it if you have like your touchstone item, your one painting, that's your favorite painting. You're like, okay, it looks good with that. Then you could have, give yourself the permission to like press go. The other litmus test that I, you know,
2: which I would say maybe my husband has made me employ is because the, the classic questions, where's that going to go? Um, right. I mean, I feel like if I can come up with three different places, like, oh, this could be a nightstand. This could work as a desk or this could work as an accent table and a porch. Like sometimes sometimes you do see something you love and you're not quite sure where it should go, but you don't want to just make this like, but I feel like if you feel like, it's a versatile enough piece and you just like love it. And you know, if you leave, you'll think about it for way too long. Like as long as you can figure out kind of, you know, it doesn't only have to work in this one spot and this one spot only, if there's some versatility to it, it's at least easier to justify to yourself in the moment.
3: And I also think it's fun, speaking of that great biscuit bedding that Rachel picked out, another way for me to do something bold without breaking the bank and committing to like piles of custom furniture is to choose a bedding biscuit bedding is so incredible and and honestly even now on Etsy there's so many amazing designers but if you start with like a great pillow and and whole duvet set and then you can go on Craigslist and type in antique twin beds and usually find them for 150 bucks like you can really build a room without breaking a budget from starting with great bedding and then filling in with you know some classics from you guys and some antiques so that's always another way to me that you know, to see a super bold pattern in in pillows like when a whole bed is decked out and trimmed out, you can honestly have a white wall and some brass beds from Craigslist and it's it looks incredible, you know. So that's always a fun way to do it without like it's not such a massive commitment.
1: That totally makes I mean, again, so much sense. And um, with it on your website, it's so shoppable each space. And I love that. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I like this bedding. Okay. Click, click, click. <laughs> well, it's, fun. it's funny
2: because, you know, usually we feature home, like we interview homeowners and the homes have been definitely kind of acquired over time. And so they can't remember the paint color or they're not sure where they found that. And like this, that was an advantage of this because it did come together so quickly. And like, of course, if I don't tell people where to find things, our readers will find me on Instagram and ask where something's from. So like, right. I always like to be proactive with they them. Know for where me. you are. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, which I love. I love when they reach out because they're clearly reading the magazine and they love to room enough to want to know where the pillow's from. And I've been that person also where you're just like, just tell me where it's from. I need right. to track it down. And so, you know, but I, I know that people want to know. Like the one, the one detail we leave out will be the one thing that someone's looking for. So we, we right. love mm-hmm. a good credit.
3: <laughs> exactly. And I don't think, I mean, we didn't really have time to like treat this project too preciously. Meaning the day we did the paint, I like sprinted over there driving out of Lord knows a hundred miles an hour. I was like, okay, I've got two hours. I got to get right back to Mississippi or wherever it was at the time. And then Rachel would be like, okay, I've got meetings all morning. I'm going to drive over this afternoon. Like it was, it was rushed. She took a lot more time than I did on so much of it. But I really think that that helps, you know. Like like we talked about earlier, even when you have too much time to set a paint color, but just too much time on, on anything, it just keeps it speeding along. And that's why I just, I, I love that. Like so many times and so many of the little design things, because she bought all of those, all the little setups and antique books and glasses. Like it was, it was you know, on a timeline, a very fast one, but it just allowed like quick, quick through the antique mall. She's got such an amazing eye purchase, 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 put it together and done. And I think that really shows like, (laughs) it doesn't take tons of time and tons of money. Always. It can just be, what do you love? And what do you want to say about your house? And, you know, so many, I think
2: too, like, you know, I feel like most, most of the times that I take to most of the times I like deliberate for a long time I end up making the safer decision like okay I'll go with this it's good for resale or I'll do X. like this is the practical choice like which you know isn't necessarily a bad thing with like life major life decisions but like when it comes to decorating I feel like that faster sort of impulse decision making can sometimes like you know like yes let's do paint that trim and like a fun high contrast you know like but if you think about it too long, you're probably like, oh, maybe we should just, you know, go with the creamy neutral. So, like, I, th- I think there's some sort of, like, you're weirdly empowered and um, a little more prone to taking risks with that tight
0: turnaround. Well, it's like you're trusting your gut versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. sometimes you just know. It's
1: size, it's size as well, and I've spoke to this because I just finished a home of my own, and there were so many decisions that you, I couldn't fester too long on a single decision. And I'm sure in your case, adding time and the size of the job, you're like, it's, it's this, it's this color, it's this finish. Like, let's go. Keep going. Yeah.
2: yeah, all It
1: looks so good. I just love what you guys did to the kitchen too. I know the framework was already there and you kept the layout similar, like the same, but the way you opened up those windows with the cafe panels and you have the drying rack on the wall, which again, gives that wonderful old you know, whimsy feel to it. And another favorite that we just talk about this all the time is we love when somebody has used something just different on the walls as art and the stacked antique trays um, was such a lovely, again, little moment. And I was thinking, I have a bunch of trays. That would be a great way to also store them. (laughs) Just put them as art until I need them. Um, So I loved.
3: that the way Rachel and you did all that even even that that piece with all the pies on it and the portrait of Eleanor and just all the pieces behind it was just absolutely stunning and i feel like again she was like okay i don't know what i'm going to do here how about this and takes me that picture i'm like are you kidding me this is <laughs> perfection like omg it was beautiful and just very elegant
2: that was that was again sort of rolling with the punches cuz we that that, um, arched cabinet that was on the cover of the November issue actually came with these beautiful, um, arched doors that kind of had like a, it was, um, almost like a screen screen with some roost fabric behind it. So it was really pretty, but it was not the fabric we would have chosen. And so the plan was to reupholster the doors, but the reupholster didn't quite execute the vision. <laughs> <laughs> like I planned not the one that's credited in the magazine this other guy but and he does a great job it was just like you know we were in a hurry I probably didn't convey exactly what I had in my mind effectively so the doors came back and I was like oh I don't know if this is quite the right thing and so basically we just no longer had doors so I was like we'll just paint the inside of the cabinets and then like once you start putting the whiteware against that blue and then I th- there might have even been a nail already in the place where I like plopped the um you know, oil portrait, like I was originally sort of envisioning her on top of like the hutch at the end of the kitchen. But then I was like, Oh, I kind of love her in the middle of all that whiteware. So again, you know, some, you know, in design, things can and do go wrong. But sometimes, you know, there is a, you know, it can can be to your benefit if you're sort of willing to embrace, (laughs) embrace those moments.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of like the imperfections or like the imperfect spaces are sometimes the most perfect, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah.
2: Um, no, I love I love that. And we like celebrate that in country living all the time. We have a column called Perfectly Imperfect. But we, we featured a homeowner. We did an issue. We did a um, whole whole feature well devoted to homes in Maine. And um, one of the homeowners had said, like, it's not a Maine house until there's at least one like tilting lampshade, like an askew lampshade. And I always love something like, you know, perfectly askew or a little bit off kilter. I feel like does add a lot of like charm and quirk to a space.
0: It, it but also that's just, I feel like where you need a magazine editor's eye, because those are the moments in your own home where you're going to, you know, someone comes in, like we were just joking because we went over to Taryn's house last night and she's like, oh, don't look at the, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. We didn't pay attention to at all. Or we were in the, the Flower Magazine show house and Ashley Whitaker was like, oh, don't look at where the sconces aren't mounted. Like there's a little dot where they... and we're like I didn't notice that don't don't tell me and so those imperfect moments I think are in your own space where you want to apologize and you you want to obsess over them and you are like don't have people over until xyz is fixed but just yeah yeah
3: and the house had a lot of I mean it had to me the essentials of the old house the creaky floors and 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 just all the things that make those imperfections just so beautiful and you know even there was a bathroom we didn't touch. And we were like, do we need to change the wallpaper? It was this great Tebow green dog hunting wallpaper and old tile, probably from the 60s or something. I'm not sure. And Rachel just busted up this brown antique mirror and it just looked perfect together with some new sconces. And so many times I feel like had I had more time or we had a different budget, it'd be like, okay, let's rip it all up. But it's like, well, hold on. Let's just try to sit with it, see what happens with the new mirror and lights. And now we love, you know, I love it wouldn't want it any other way
0: that is one of my favorite spots in the mm-hmm. in the whole house that so that wallpaper you didn't even put in it was already no, there it
2: was so that was like one of those moments when, when I, we when I first saw the house and I was actually like um facetiming with Holly when I first toured the house and I was like oh no <laughs> like this wallpaper is going to be the thing that like you know sort of tips the scales in the favor of you know buying this foreclosed farmhouse and the middle of Mississippi Delta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when it has a good wallpaper, yeah.
3: you're like, I need the whole yeah. house,
0: even though I can just hold the wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I liked was that living room had the uh, incredible paneling, but then there were other rooms where you, well, I'm not sure. Did you paint it or was it already painted and you just repainted it? There, anyway, there were some rooms that had the original pine paneling. There were some rooms with painted paneling what is your take on painting a wood paneling in general
2: that's a good question like that was so the dining room which kind of has a ping pong table in it or it does not kind of (laughs) and then there's the living room and then the foyer was also pine or the and that was kind of painful because it was sort of like should we or shouldn't we and like you know country living if when people paint (laughs) wood walls like you know they the homeowners might get letters <laughs> being like what are you doing and i'm aware of that um but then but it was so much wood that in the foyer like the first entrance to the home kind of establishing a mood i think i mean even to the day that the paint went up it was sort of anxiety inducing but i i'm so happy with how it turned out so like i think sometimes people you know say it's yeah. sacrilege to go there but every mm. now and then i'll give you license Ho- holly also was gay cool.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I was because the house had so much of it. Usually I would be absolutely, totally anti, there is no way we're painting it. But that foyer is such a small area. And then you go into the beautiful dining room and that living room that just takes your breath away. So the moments were there enough to, to have all the original and to have that one kind of dark gray moment with the black trim. So it almost felt like, in rare cases, do I say this, but like it was a little too much Mm -hmm. and we kind of wanted another color moment. So it really felt like it balanced it out. And then you walk into that beautiful living room after for like the awe moment versus like that, the smaller foyer. So I felt okay about it then. And
2: I I think like even in magazine design or like, you know, I'm sure like catalog design, like there's a lot of talk about like that push pull, like you may want like a big product shot next to like a layered, really layered intricately styled room. And so I almost feel like, kind of making that call like you kind of create a little bit of that push pull experience to like the flow of the house versus having all three of those rooms, having this
1: exact same backdrop.
0: Yeah. Sure. The contrast it, makes yeah. one another more impactful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like had yeah. that been wood, it would have, yeah. Like you said, red as the same room too, to a, right. anyone looking at these imagery. So yeah, the I loved what you did with the foyer. So just the, dark gray paneled walls and then the black trim and then the black you have big brass lamps with black Mm -hmm. shades to like but then you have a wooden console you brought the wood back in so the floors are still a beautiful brown wood and the um and then you have the faux bois um holders that we sell and they look Mm -hmm. so good um for like a natural element i love um the foyer they're beautiful yeah yeah and those brass
3: those brass lamps to me along with the paint color are just you know they're i've got a set and pewter I've used on a project than those, the brass ones, but they just set such a tone and they're pretty simple, but they're stunning. And then to put all of the amazing decor that you guys have just just so many different choices with them to me, just always like, wraps up a moment where it doesn't have to be over the top. And then those great little antlers and I think some liquor bottles just kind of made it all Mm -hmm. work together. And I
2: loved those planter. I loved using those umbrella stands, I guess, is um, to how it gave me, again, an excuse to stock up on walking sticks. (laughs) Like, do I use walking sticks? Not really. (laughs) But it just,
0: again, creates the mood. Well, speaking of the contrast, you used many a skirted table in this house. And I kind of loved it. Cause it sort of is that feminine and, and just skirts in general, like you skirted the bar you're talking about. So where does your love of the skirt come from? And you know, how did you feel like it worked in with all of the other masculine touches in the spaces they were used?
3: Well, I mean, I'm just like, you know, we're from the South. I love a skirted table. It just is what it is. It'll never go away. Um, and I feel like it, you know, they can go so um, granny old or they can be really beautiful and and, and modern, not in the pattern because you can have like a great floral, but just like add a little trim piece at the bottom or something that just brings it kind of up to, to granny chic in, in the year of 2022. So I just think that and especially with using really strong paint colors in a house like that that had so much pine and it was really simple and neutral in the beginning, just using those skirted tables to me just kind of grounds it. And like we are in the South, we are in the Delta. This is a she hunting lodge, if you will, but it just goes so well with, with, with all the decor and all the antiques. And I just think the more skirted tables, the better I, in that situation. I
2: agree. I, yeah. There's that sort of Southern feel to them. I'd say like in less of an issue in this house because we're not always there, but like you know they're they're such a great an easy place to hide clutter if people are coming over you can just skirt it scoot <laughs> it under the skirted table and then I mean, the other thing is you know again, you, we bought a foreclosed farmhouse because we're obviously like economically minded because if we weren't, we could just buy a completely complete farmhouse. So exactly. I think like as someone who loves textiles and beautiful fabrics like Doing draperies in every room gets so expensive so quickly. So it was kind of a beautiful skirted table gives you an excuse to use fabrics you love in a way that's high impact without necessarily needing like 30 yards of the fabric you've been obsessing over. So the Ballard tables are such go tos for that because they come in assorted sizes. And then the one I know we used, I'm forgetting what it's called, but like the fringed Kind of the fringe table skirt, yeah, the ivory with the bullion fringe. Yeah, we used Mm. that in the light pink bedroom, and that was so pretty.
3: I love that fringe. That fringe table skirt—it's just—it's such a great medium for anything. Goes with any color on the wall, any print or fabric. And I love what Rachel pointed out about. I mean, obviously, fabrics are very expensive. Window treatments are very expensive, and to get to use a skirted table, you can pick like your really bold fabric moment you want. I did that a few years ago with a John Darian fabric that was cuckoo birds expensive. And I'm like, okay, I can get one little table out of it and then throw some decor and some old brass candlesticks. And it gives you the satisfaction of seeing the print without the $10,000 across, you know, all the window.
4: Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. I didn't even realize that you guys didn't have curtains, but like the, that's a wonderful idea about having the table skirt, having the softness of a curtain it's really cool.
2: We have draperies in the ping pong slash dining room. And mm-hmm. then a few other moments, but I mean, one, it's in the middle of nowhere. So it felt less urgent <laughs> to have to have window coverings. And, you know, eventually we may do some shades or some natural fiber treatments, but we, yeah, I mean, it, part, it was partly the timeline for sure. But I do feel like, you know, even if, even if we had completed all of those pieces, I think we've still, like, it's still just I think a good call to sort of, you know, use those fabrics you've been coveting in a smaller dose that's still high impact. And the skirted table allows you to do that.
3: And like in some of the bedrooms, there's no window treatments. And it's just, it's such a beautiful setting. Like she said, you just, I was like, oh, I just want to get the flu here and tell my husband I have to (laughs) Hi, <laughs> I just want to get the flu. Here is a funny. <laughs> I'm, I always say that. I'm like, I just want to get the flu at this house so I can stay here. Big <laughs> <laughs> house, the all the fabrics.
1: Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> no, the house looks so beautiful. I wanted to yes. ask um, because the front you just transformed again. I, I think it was just new siding and you taking off the shutters, but it looks so beautiful. Did you do any landscaping? You had a landscaping. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, the siding thing was funny because I mean, we were going back and forth because obviously that was an investment and we were like, do we keep it? Do we keep the vinyl siding? And I've tried to keep it once in another project and you just, it, it just doesn't look, there is no way to make it work to make it look great. And I'm like, I think this is the most important investment Even if we can't afford a bush, let's get some (laughs) party board up there. And that just takes it from kind of like Methville looking to like, (laughs) it it elevates it up a notch and lets you know we are serious about our house here. We are doing some real Mm -hmm.
1: stuff. What would this... Trees in the back the backyard. I can understand why, again, elevating just the visual, the curb appeal it's is just amazing. It looks so fantastic.
2: It's got that great kind of circular drive in the front, which I loved. You know, at first, there was the debate of, like, you know, can a good power washing take this a long way? And ultimately, the answer was like, no. <laughs> we didn't right. even try. And then we removed the shutters. We wanted different shutters, regardless. But then, Honestly, we had gotten some quotes on shutters and like that house has so many shutters. Like when you once you add up how many shutters that house needs and and so it was a matter of one, like timing, because we didn't know if we would be able to have them in time for the shoot. But then also once we had that new siding up, it like looked so good and clean and mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, okay, this is something we can maybe get away get away with not yeah. doing.
1: Right. Yeah, there's so many windows. So, I, yeah, shutters are something you don't really know the cost of until you're like, yeah. Oh, I want the real hardware and the real wood ones. And then you're like, Oh, no, this adds up real yeah. fast. Yeah. Real yeah. Fast. yeah. yeah. And just <laughs> but like, it looks great.
0: You know,
3: I think, like she said, just replacing the vinyl just kind of took the shutter conversation right out of it. I was like, Let's just see how it looks. And it looked so good. We just didn't mm. even miss it at all after.
0: Okay. We didn't mention your ping pong t- when well, you mentioned the ping pong table you did not mention the ping pong table net i feel like you if everyone's got to go to country living and find this shot because the net is special tell, tell them about it well this we knew we wanted to do um
2: against the pond walls we did the schumacher pond hollyhock and um, the black and white print on the windows and then i kind of like I mean, there's just so much acreage there. So I feel like in terms of how we'll use this house for entertaining, like there's a great, you know, really long outdoor table on the property. There's this, there's like a 50 foot long porch that's great for entertaining. And so like, we didn't really need a formal dining room set up, even though, so, the, so we actually have a antique dining table base and then did a black, I found kind of a black ping pong table topper. I wanted it to be kind of like a chic, Ping pong table topper. And I've seen kind of like chic versions of a ping pong room. Uh, Sarah Ruffin Costello, I feel like, has right. a great example of that. And then um, Sid and Ann Mashburn, I think, either in their store or their home, I've, I'd seen their like ping, which I think was a topper on an antique table with kind of fun, curvy legs. And so, you know, I'd seen inspiration for like ping pong turned chic. <laughs> and so, pulled the table together. And then it was just sort of like, ooh, what if we had a coordinating ping pong net? And so, Had it made with extra fabric, and again, you don't need a lot. That was like a great high-impact kind of fun moment that doesn't require a lot of fabric. I took the ping-pong net that just came with the ping-pong table set to the upholsterer just to have the length and the height and the reference um, but of course, ping pong nets are a little bit stretchier. So when we got the ping pong net I had made in the house, it was just like two inches too short to like, you know, rest on the post. And my dad fortunately was there. My dad, my dad had never witnessed a country living magazine shoot in action, has a new appreciation for what we do. But like we just stood there and like stretched that fabric for like 15 solid minutes. And like and then he was like, let's go ahead and put put once I forget what he said, like put, put both sides on the post before the poster attached and then just really pull. And so just like 15 minute of dad effort. <laughs> I was like, I've got to fulfill this vision. Like if it doesn't work, we're going to have to just crop the photo where you can't see the side that's like not fully installed until we figure it out. But fortunately, we figured it out on the fly. And your dad
3: was the MVP. He brought <laughs> all the joy, all the work, all the hard labor. It, it, it was... Just the greatest. Yeah, Everyone
2: yeah. needs. He's the unsung hero of that shoot. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, people, I think, always have this vision of sh- of um, magazine shoots being super glamorous, <laughs> and in reality, they are anything but glamorous. You know, yeah. everyone's sweating. It's a lot of manual labor. You're picking stuff up. You're to- to- toting things around. You know, everyone's on ladders, and oh, yeah, I, I think- can chime on that, and a
3: major way. I was, uh, how pregnant was I? Seven months and we had no AC. We're in the Mississippi Delta. Was it August? It was August. And I, and I, I literally can say at 41 years of age, I've never had a more miserable heat stroke day in my life because not only did we not have HVAC, but we had no ice or cold water. Oh, yeah. The refrigerator had broken. <laughs> so you so we're out there, all kids who are like spoiled and used to like, you know, a bottle of water in the fridge I, by the end of the night. So we kind of like survived the day and my very spoiled seven-year-old who's used to getting her ice out of her little fridge, she's like, Mom, there is no ice cold water. There's What are we going to do? And I'm like, <laughs> room temperature, like trying, going. I can't go into labor. I'm so hot that I just can't have this baby right now. So then at night, they're like, okay, can y'all all all come by the fire pit? We need to make it look like it's fall. So we're going to put on a lot of blankets and they light the fire. We put on all these blankets and the bugs were the (laughs) mosquito. And I can honestly say, I think it was the worst nine minutes of my life. Besides (laughs) section, even though I loved being with Rachel, we were in actual misery and my eight year old started screaming. I can't take it anymore. (laughs) and she like ran out the chair and when they said like okay done we were like oh my god like taking the layers off it was probably like 90 degrees and we're sitting in front of the fire yeah. and like so it was funny because I've had like friends talk you know who one of my friends is a bikini gal and she's like you have no idea the cold and the heat that we endure and that was my first like <laughs> heated photo shoot I'm like oh this is real so you're exactly right people will see us sitting around the fire and like we were Eaten alive by mosquitoes and heat. Sti- but was- well, I remember
2: most from that moment was there was um, there was bug spray, and so we were somebody had found the bug spray and they were like passing the bottles to the kids. And like the sun yes. was literally like we were losing light, and so the stylist who was like hilarious, but he just like ripped the bug spray, I think, out of my son's fans and was like, No, he did, no time. <laughs> was,
3: like, he's like, We have no time to
1: light, it's just like
2: there's no time for bug spray, anyway. We got the shot, that's the that's the
1: <laughs> is <laughs> it the, the one that's. <laughs> literally you guys sitting around the fire pit yes, on this yes. article. looking
2: so you know looking so calm and carefree another you do the see- another behind the scenes that I loved is um the same stylist who's great but you know a lot of country properties with that many acres there is like a burn pile on the property of just all the branches and brush that kind of you know and then you burn it off and there are these really beautiful branches in that um the boot room or the mud room with the Schumacher fabric and those branches that are in this like vintage silver vessel. Okay. I was like, where'd you get those? And he was like the burn pile. <laughs> so he was, you know, so a good stylist knows you can like scavenge the burn pile. Cause I was like, I love like a John Darien branch moment, kind of like a beautiful drought. And, yeah. and I was just like, oh, like, I don't know that I would have thought to like raid my own burn pile to like style this house up for fall. But now, now I've, you know, now I'm taking note.
1: <laughs> it's so good. They look great. That is too funny. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah oh,
2: afterwards, and... We
3: finished at like, I think nine, you know, way past our kids' bedtime. And I was driving like a hundred miles an hour down a black plane <laughs> in the Mississippi Delta, like have never wanted water more. <laughs> In my life, I went to the scariest gas station I've ever seen in my life. In my like decked out country living gear, I'm like, "Do you have cold water?" So yeah, like, it's a it's a fun moment. I'll always remind my eight year old of being like, "I can't take it. I'm done." And, like threw eight year old, to- are,
0: none of your kids are going to volunteer for a photo shoot again. So.
3: Exactly. They got to eat a lot of pie though. So that was they did awful. get to eat a lot of pie. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And they, they made
2: up a whole they made up a whole play while we were doing. They made up like a performance together so they did they had there were some there were highlights in addition to the low <laughs> exactly
3: exactly
0: well okay i think that it's time for a decorating dilemma if y'all are game we have a question from tina and she needs your help
2: all right
1: nice. <laughs>
0: Hi, I love your podcast. Thank you all for the great content. We recently downsized from our big family home and purchased an empty nest home. I'm in the process of settling into each room, and here is one of my dilemmas. In the great room, I have these floating shelves from Ballard, and I was hoping to balance out the weight of the corner fireplace. Um, She's not really a fan of the corner fireplace, but it's there, so she's working with it. Um, She wants to balance it out with the shelving on the other side of the television, but it's just not feeling right. I know I can improve the decor and the shelving as well, but what would you do with this wall, would you add shelving on the other side? Switch out the artwork? Do I need a paint? Wall cover? Help? I'm open to all and any suggestions. My husband and I decided not to rip out the corner fireplace due to cost. So I'm stuck with it. But I'm open to replacing the ceiling fan and, and other things. So what I want to address, the window treatments, the light fixtures, what to do in um, with the entry wall. So, okay. Tina sent us some questions. And, yes, yeah, she's got sort of a square room with a corner fireplace and the corner fireplace has sort of a um, stone kind of treatment on it, a wood sort of mantle. And then she's got some windows next to it and then a big blank wall to the side. So Rachel and Holly, what would y'all do in this space?
2: I took, I took a glance at the picture and I'm a sucker for symmetry. So I did one thing I did think was maybe sort of, copying the shelf treatment on the left or on the right and doing it down the left-hand side if there's space to accommodate kind of similar length shelves I can't remember I mean and I do feel like sometimes and I, I mean I have a lot of like warm white walls in my house but I do feel like sometimes a good coat of paint or a rich color can sort of help things just feel a little bit more cohesive especially if you feel like you start to have like a lot of contrast because, like, the fireplace already has contrast against the white wall, and then the shelves are pretty contrasty. So, like, maybe something that's a little bit like richer, darker, warmer color might kind of help it feel all as like kind of more one unit and kind of sort of incorporate that fireplace make it feel a little bit more part of the whole, you know,
3: and one thing I always say with those dilemmas and corner pieces can really be a dilemma. Did you mention
0: ceiling fan or did I just dream that up? Yeah, she's, ha- I think she has a ceiling fan and she wanted us to know that she's okay. Replacing it. Okay. She-, I- I think she knows that we're going to say,
1: <laughs> I hate to
3: as every other human does in like a house where that a very old house where our AC just could never just kick it up to where we needed we went ahead and replaced it. Rejuvenation does have legit great brass ceiling fans that are beautiful and and feel elevated. I also, though, especially with corner units, and I just painted all the the, the doors in my house, the interior doors, tricorn black, high gloss, and it it changed the world. I really believe in tricorn black in any decorating dilemma for like pieces of furniture because instead of having to balance it out, it just is this like, and I and I like it in high gloss, just this like. High gloss, wonderful corner moment, and you can just you know decorate it differently than it than it would whatever the, the finish is. Um, so I'm always, and, and my specialty is not like the, the spatial stuff and adding and measuring. I'm just like I don't know what to do, so let's just put a can a paint can of high gloss black on it and and redecorate and maybe throw in a brass mm-hmm. fan and then see where you see where you are about like adding shelves. But I feel like those two things always help because ceiling fans are just such an eyesore. I don't know why men like them, kind of like recliners, you know, so I still (laughs) have to deal with it.
0: I was thinking, because, you know, on the left side of the the fireplace, she has those three windows. What if she takes a page from your lady's book and she does a skirted table underneath the TV in some great fabric? Mm -hmm. And then she repeats that same fabric over on the on the windows, you know, whether it's you know a Roman shade on the windows, mounted a- above the the molding, or I don't know that she'll be able to fit a a curtain because she the the mantle on that fireplace like kind of intersects it in a weird way. She may not have room for a panel on that side. Maybe she does. I don't know. It's hard to tell with the with the measurements. But like maybe repeating some great fabric.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I always think like if you have something that is an eyesore, just Add something really pretty next to it. And like, it's just distraction, you know? Like- exactly. Well, and it, even even if it was like a solid black,
3: a skirted table in that moment, I mean, with the table I, got, I get from you guys, always like my base, but with this one John Darien fabric I have, it's this really bold pink and blues and greens floral. And anywhere I put it, it just makes the room look like $5 million in the most boring of spaces, in the most confusing of spaces when you're like, what do I do? So, so I'm like the tricorn black and a skirted table in a bold fabric will just change, change the world. Really. It just like lifts everything up and and makes it feel very, very intentional and and beautiful, but not busting the bank with piles of, you know, new curtains and all of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do feel like something just more fabric in here will help because that stone is like so it's the softness that y'all were talking about, mm-hmm. right? Where you're adding the softness to to counter the the stonework, which is like very masculine, and so it'll kind of balance your stonework. Whether however you incorporate the fabric, the fabric's going to help you. Exactly.
3: Yeah, totally agree. And I don't know if there's room for like pillows and the same thing, but it's just we have a fabric store in Nashville that's it's it's kind of out it's out in the country. It's not expensive at all. It's like the fat called the Fabric Warehouse, but For me, you know, you don't have to go Schumacher all the time. I mean, you guys have Mm -hmm. amazing fabrics. I was just at the New Ballard in Nashville and just like mind blown at at y'all's fabrics. But you also can really get lucky at like Jean's Fabric Warehouse. I mean, we're in the South, Mm -hmm. so we have some more of those on the side of the road. But Mm -hmm. I don't always have to go to the most expensive place to find the bold fabric. It can be found other places. and, And obviously, with you guys, can do amazing custom furniture that looks like $10,000 couches, but they're not, you know, or even
0: $5,000. Well, and one thing we, we do have an, again, I don't know if you could do a curtain here. If depending on the site, you might be able to squeeze one in, but I was going to say, you know, we do sell like stocked curtains in like a great print. And then we sell the yardage too. So like get you some ready-made panels and then get, you know, three or four yards of the coordinating fabric and do like a, media console maybe mm-hmm. or like a skirted sort of rectangular skirted table under the tv I don't know something mm-hmm. that'd be great another thing I love
3: that you guys do in the curtains and it just lifts it up I use y'all's loose sight curtains a lot or the curtain rods the loose sight and brass. Oh, yeah and I don't know yeah. what they do but they just do something that's fabulous like I'm always <laughs> girl going with just the classic the brass one and I think the last time I tried to order it, maybe it was like out of stock or back order or something, some reason that I was like forced into this sight moment, which felt a bit mod for what I usually do. And I brought it in and it was just so fresh. It was my little girl's room with just one of uh, a great linen from y'all that was just a, a blush pink. And it looked so expensive and so custom and, and I was like, this is amazing. It just gave a real light and airy moment, like looking out at the trees. And so I'm a big fan of the the loose sight and brass rods also that y'all do that helps lift a space.
2: Oh, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the I love the idea of the shades too. I think like when you've sort of you can sort of distract with something pretty if there's if there's something in your room that you're not loving, I feel like those windows seem perfect for a series of
0: shades. Um, mm-hmm. What do y'all think about paint colors or layouts, anything else she needs Mm -hmm. to consider?
2: I just, well, I just love a rich, like, I mean, we painted that one room um, that we talked about earlier, green, the trim green that like, um, that was Oak Moss by Sherwin-Williams. That was a yeah. really great green. Something about that room seems like it would be so pretty and warm with like a rich green. But I know that that can be like sort of scary to go there if you're if you're used to neutral space. What are some other fav- tried and trues? I know you love Tricorn Black, which like you wouldn't want to go like all the way. And I think right. in this particular room, but... Right. And then have- um,
3: Jasper, I mean, that that um, the Oak Moss one that you pointed out is a little lighter than one called Moss Point Green has a little bit of a kind of a darker Kelly green tint, but it's really strong. But then uh Jasper is, it looks almost black, but it's it, in certain light. It's just really nice, dark green. And, and those things, I mean, I do believe any room that you paint dark, in my opinion, for the most part, if it, has, if it has any light, I just think it's it's immediate fabulous. I mean, very rarely have I painted a room dark charcoal, dark green, or even black. And not liked it, and I think if if you're balancing it out with, you know, some bold florals or just the Lucite rod or or um, the glass bottom table, you know, the the glass the the glass lamp bottom. Sorry, that you guys sell that I use all the time, and it like is kind of see through and adds some light. Going dark, like you said, it's so scary for most people, but it to me, I just I never see it and think, wow, they should have never done that. Like that was a huge mistake. It just I don't know. It it adds such a warmth and hominess and coziness. And um, I don't think people think about it enough, but it really can transform just the most blah of spaces in my opinion.
2: I think too, there are now so many um, paint brands have the room simulator tool where you can upload a photo of the room and, you know, try on a paint color. And so I feel like that's, that's a nice thing I think to be able to play with before you take the plunge.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Good luck, Tina. Let us know what you decide. I will say, y'all talk it in the in the in the magazine. Y'all have the swatch it stickers, Mm right? And I used those recently, and I will never go back.
3: Right? So convenient, convenient. unbelievable. And and I'm like, oh my gosh, this long to get to this point, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) In (laughs) modern (laughs) life, yeah, they're so convenient, and they help so much more than like you know i've i've bought samples and I'm like wait i don't even have the dang thing to open the can with and where's the tape mm-hmm. the kids are getting in it and those have been a game changer
0: and then you have all this paint you have to get rid of too which i yeah. always I'm like it's exactly nice the environment
3: yes yes
1: those are
0: awesome okay well um, Rachel Holly can you all share with everyone where they can find you and follow you and obviously we want people to go pick up the november issue of country living magazine but how can they connect with you two ladies?
2: Yes, for me it's um, Instagram at Rachel Hardage Barrett, and every month in your Country Living magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and for me
3: Instagram is at Holly Audrey Williams. Not every month in the magazine, but <laughs> but we're doing. We'll, we'll hopefully do some more projects together, and y'all can read more. <laughs> Mine's a lot of five week old pictures right now. I, I get around a design. but Ray, Rachel's really good about keeping it aesthetically beautiful i have not gotten on that train yet like i need to we'll
1: not true it's just your natural life and we
0: like it yes <laughs> oh, i guess so. you gotta yeah. pepper in some real <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. exactly well thank you so much for chatting with us this was so fun and we'll have to have you back again to talk more thrifting and antiquing mm-hmm. and Next uh, vacation or uh, country house you buy that you're redoing, let us know. And we'll <laughs> we will. We, we will. It's really annoying. Come talk after, it out some after, more. Like before
3: COVID, I, I thought I was the only human and Rachel who looked at these things and found these things for these insane deals. And now everyone knows about it. So I was even shocked that we got in on this one. I mean, it was... It was very well priced the middle of nowhere which helps things but now I'm like oh my god all you people can you stop buying up the real estate that's only meant for us because you're driving <laughs> the-
2: <laughs> it is It is funny though like every now and then like I stumble across the house and like Holly will be like have you seen this house in Fairhope and I'm like oh my gosh I toured, I toured that house like I was on vacation with my family and I saw the list like every now and then we find the exact
3: same oh, yeah. random
2: house <laughs> the exact <laughs>
3: same house in Fairhope that was so cheap I could cry cry
4: it- <laughs> Now it's
3: seven figures, I'm sure. So, no, it was funny because we did in a couple places. It was the exact same one. We're like, should we take out a loan? What should we do? <laughs> we now, I'm like, well, God, I, we could have put all our kids through college. Should we bought that back then, you know? But yeah, we're house whores so, yeah. and we'll find another one. So, I'll just say that on the podcast. <laughs> someone,
2: someone needs to own that Instagram handle.
3: <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Oh my
2: god yes exactly. <laughs> but
3: we i've loved it thank y'all so much for having me yeah thank you thank you thanks,
1: thanks so, so much, much. <laughs> we really appreciate it and the work is gorgeous so it, everyone has to check it out it's
0: beautiful